My name is Matt Brown. Your daddy's not here anymore. And let's start the show. I think I'm cute. I got no metal. I got my moves. That makes them all tap out. The angle slam. The angle lock. Marty Janetti. Still can't walk. I'm just a sexy girl. Sexy girl. I'll make your ankle hurt. The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Friday, August 12th, 2022, and we are in a good mood today, and let's brighten you up. So before we get into the fun today, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. Don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com, and don't forget to check it. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at Prod Convo Pod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So it was a good week. We made it. We're here on the weekend. I just want to thank everybody who went to check out whether you listened to it, watched it, or enjoyed it in any other means necessary. I just want to thank you for checking out the De Niro Talks podcast, one of our most popular shows to date. And I mean, like I said, it was worth the wait. It was worth the wait, wasn't it? Genuine conversation from a guy who is a grinder and who is really promoting his brand with some of the biggest names in hip-hop, the Tenero Talks brand, you definitely, definitely want to check it out. I'm telling you, people. Go check that out, Tenero Talks, on all podcasting platforms and YouTube right now. And as for today's show, as we wrap up this weekend, my great friend Ryan Page has to let us all know what's going on in the world of wrestling as things really changed this summer for the entire industry, especially with Vince McMahon stepping down as CEO and head of creative. It was a good chance to really reflect on what's going on. And if we are on the brink of a mainstream and popular era for wrestling, I'm not saying it's going to be as big as it was in the 90s, but if it at least is an interesting time for wrestling and maybe more casual people get into it, as I'm watching the Giants game, preseason game, and I don't know, somebody just did an awful fumble. I couldn't see which player it was right in, and they let that go on on their own, on their opponent, on the Patriots 21-yard line. Fuck that. Johnson, well, if you're trying to get on this team, that is not how you that is not how you perform but anyways what was i saying so this wrestling podcast is we are on the brink of a possibly a popular period for the industry of wrestling ryan page came in to tell us what's going on what's keeping it interesting and what is about to unfold so let's get into it Right here, right now, Ryan Page, it's your turn once again. Let's talk about the wrestling industry and the state of wrestling right here, right now. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. 
as the dog days of summer has been affecting everyone. I genuinely feel this is the hottest summer I can remember. The heat is on no matter where you are. But despite that, there's a lot of heat going on in the world of wrestling. I think it's a good time. It's a good time to check in, talk with a expert in the field and uh, talk about where wrestling is going, especially amongst all these major changes that has been going on. We have Ryan page, friend of the show, host the tweet cap. Also a writer for the sportster covering the world of professional wrestling. And we're glad to have you today, Ryan. What's up? Not much, Matt. Happy to be here. And yes, it is quite hot this summer. Uh, I agree mm-hmm. wholeheartedly. At least we're not in the UK where it's even hotter. I saw that. I saw that. But I think there'll be a huge event going on in the UK in about four weeks. <laughs> that will be discussed for sure. But as I said, I think this is a good chance to talk some wrestling before yeah. thing, be, as we have the major changes going on in uh, the various promotions focusing on the American side, um, which I am best attuned to and feel free if you have anything to update in the international markets as well. But we'll focus here. The World Wrestling Entertainment had a major, major, major event in its history. The beginning of last month, Vincent Kennedy McMahon announced his retirement as the CEO and uh, head of creative for the promotion. And this is also amongst recent allegations towards Mr. McMahon as well regarding sexual misconduct. So if the writing's on the wall, that might be the reason why or what. Yeah, I was just going to say, mm-hmm. and I think this is this is important for I, I am a WWE person. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. anyone who's heard heard us talk knows that about me. Um, I like some other promotions, but that's always my number one. Um, and he created it. However, actually, just today, there was reports of I want to say it was five million dollars additional to the money that he would be. Uh, so on top of all the money they've already found for hush money that he's been paying, there's another 5 million mm-hmm. unaccounted for, according to the company's accountants. Uh, he, he didn't retire. He did retire. Of course he did not retire. He, uh, he did something wrong and he stepped down <laughs> because he did something wrong. Um, I think as much as it's an exciting time to be a WWE fan because of the changes, which I'm as- assuming you're about to say, um, Remembering the context is important. However, all of the changes, like you hinted to, have been very exciting. That's right. That's right. So, yes, it's better to say that this retirement may have not been his choice. Yeah, but context is important. It's not, you know, it's not like a gold watch. Thanks for being here. Sort of retirement. This was this was leaving in disgrace. And it seems the evidence saying that that's probably what he deserved, unfortunately. Oh, what goes around comes around in this world. And though this man, I think it's fair to say, Mr. McMahon, at least if you just simply heard of the word wrestling, then nine times out of 10, you learn about wrestling from Vince McMahon's product. Of course, there's other promotions, but mostly you knew of wrestling because of him. And though a legacy will now be tainted forever, there's at least that. But... When there are obstacles, you learn to overcome them. And if that's the case, here we are. 
and we have some major changes going on. So as we say first regarding the new changes to the world wrestling entertainment, we have Vince McMahon out as a CEO. His daughter, Stephanie McMahon, comes in. He's out as the head of creative, and Triple H comes in. His son-in-law, yep. His son-in-law now is in charge of all the creative decisions regarding storylines, regarding wrestler, wrestling characters, regarding how the show is produced. It is all through the game of games, which has been predicted forever, and now it's come true. So, yeah, what are some another of the- just Sorry, another quick thing. Uh, John Laurinaitis just got fired officially today. He'd already stepped down. He was head of talent relations, another job that they've just given to Triple H, which is almost more important. I'm sure we're going to talk about all of the returns um, to WWE and the more that are speculated to happen. And that would all have been through John Laurinaitis working with wrestlers, things like that. So Triple H is not only in charge of what goes on TV, he's in charge of who works there um, in terms of the talent side, the talent side specifically um, for all intents and purposes. So it's, it's a double-edged sword. Not only does he get to choose what we see, uh, but he also has a lot of say, not entirely him, but a lot of say in who we see um, in terms of who will get a, you know, get a contract to work for WWE um, as part of talent relations and also the day-to-day conversations with talent. He, he would be a part of that as well. Look at that. So Triple H is the man. Simple Seems as like that. It, yes. he's, he's running everything now. And yes. I guess his credentials to make this possible. He ran the successful first era of NXT, the developmental uh, brand that ultimately became a third brand to most people. Yeah. And some of the changes that Triple H has made first, I mean, we'll go with the fun and simple ones. He's changing creative words, for instance. You weren't allowed to say wrestler at one point. Now it's okay. Um, what are all the words? Whether it's WrestleMania, the granddaddy of them all and stuff, or whatever semantics were, say, were refused by Vince McMahon, Triple H is bringing them back. Uh, one of the other things that have um, been exciting, to say the least, as you mentioned, Vince McMahon has been known to have quite the – have both the um, – so what I'm looking for, sorry. They both have had, um, excuse me, I'm drawing a blank. So um, Vince McMahon has been known to have strenuous relationships with some of his wrestlers, yeah. whether you're the Ultimate Warrior, whether you're Sasha Banks, whether you're uh, Hulk Hogan, yes. uh, the list goes on and on. <laughs> Though there are situations where he's adored by certain talent, the Undertaker, John Cena. I mean, it's easy to love him when they make them the huge stars that they uh, that they became. And then you also have, as I mentioned, those other wrestlers who burn bridges with him, to say the least. But we have seen some wrestlers come back, like Karrion Cross, who yeah. at first was the biggest deal in NXT. Somebody who could be a trans transgender. What's the word I'm looking for? A monumental mainstream wrestler in Karrion Cross, But then he was embarrassed. He was defeated by well, he had his little, wrestlers. His leather also, daddy gimmick. Yeah. yeah. Lost his uh, trusty sidekick as well. But what do you know? He's back, looks more of a badass, and has his sidekick back as he debuted in his 
or re-debuted on Friday Night SmackDown. But as I'm saying, people are coming back. We're changing the way the show is viewed and talked about. And now WWE can have this opportunity with one era ending and a completely new one that might be responsible for lots of new memories. You can get non-wrestling fans into it. You can get casual fans more into it. As you mentioned, this is an exciting time for WWE. And next to the things I've mentioned, what else do you think is the key to make this all work and not take a step backwards, but instead take a step forward when it comes to what the Levesky's have in front of them? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing is going to be uh, a little bit of patience, which is something WWE has not been great at exercising in the past. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of times you'll see sort of reactionary uh, reactionary creative in WWE. You, you get a couple weeks of bad ratings, which happened a lot. Mm-hmm. And then you know, you'd go to a Legends night or you would do something something to that effect uh, to try and pop a quick rating. That's you know, that's when Goldberg beats the fiend those sorts of situations mm-hmm. or Goldberg meets Kevin Owens, another example of that. Um, there was just a number of times where WWE didn't have the patience and because of what it appears that Triple H is doing, again, this is all appearances off of what, three weeks. It's a summer slam yeah. that was mostly booked. <laughs> and then a couple of weeks of uh, raw and SmackDown is basically all we have to go off of at this point. NXT has remained entirely the same. Triple H doesn't book it anymore. It's still Shawn Michaels. So that hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's not a huge sample size to look at, but it appears that Triple H is actually trying to get away from some of that reactionary sort of, okay, we'll bring the old old timers back in to get the rating pop sort of thing. Uh, we'll stick to the same three people. I mean, just last night on Raw, they had a pretty good episode. Wasn't as good as the week before, but a pretty good episode. And the big like feature of the entire episode, aside from Bailey, who was featured prominently, prominently throughout, was uh, Dexter Loomis, who had never debuted on the main roster, mm-hmm. had been let go from NXT. Um, and so it was also never really a, a threat for the NXT title either. I mean, a couple of, you know, mid-card title, like opportunities for Dexter Loomis. He had mm-hmm. a comedy character at the very end um, with Theory, actually, ironically enough, and a couple other people, Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae. So again, it wasn't like he was Karrion Cross as an example, who did have all that hype when they were debuted the first time and it was squandered and they still built an entire, you know, there was four or five segments that you didn't actually see him in all of them, but they were building to his debut. Uh, so I think this is definitely a patience sort of era. And I think for some fans, this is like, like me, this is what we've always wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. I think for other fans, um, you, you mentioned the casual fans coming back in. I don't know if this does that. I mean, like I said, Karrion Cross. That's not a name that casual fans know. Uh, if for no other reason than even, I mean, honestly, it's not a name that every indie res- wrestling fan knows because he uses a different name on the independent scene. You'd have to have watched NXT to know who Karrion Cross is. Um, and you'd have to have not watched Raw <laughs> to think he was a big deal um, because he got buried, like you said, pretty quickly. So I don't know if they're necessarily shooting for let's get the casuals back. Um, for one thing, I don't, they're, they're not going to come back, not really. Um, 
<laughs> Not just like focus with what you have, and uh, well, right. it's still a make- very loyal fan base too. And you want to make new fans, so trying to get the folks who left to come back is not it's not a winning proposition it was never a winning proposition yes you know certain names from the past goldberg stone cold steve austin the rock as an example uh would obviously get a massive reaction and you should still do that every once in a while but i think that triple h the biggest thing is going to be this move toward new uh and not just new to try and get the uh, vince mcmahon stuff out of the way because that's also part of it they want as little to do with vince mcmahon as possible given you know the accusations but also you this this weird thought that everyone has had of let's try and get the old fans back they left for a reason and you're never going to change what wrestling is and I think they tried, honestly. Uh, they did very quickly, has been dropped. I don't think they're w- willing to go there just yet. Because um, that's no, not I for agree. new That's not for new fans. That would be for old fans. Um, new fans, you want to try and get a younger audience. Because the other guys, AEW, are not. They're just not getting a lot of kids. Uh, most AEW fans look like me. Uh, about my age, maybe a little older, uh, probably the same beard as me. Like most AEW fans are men who look like me and that's fine, but there's only so many of us. And again, I feel like we're a harder target. Like I am different cause I like wrestling. I've liked it my entire life. I write about it now. So, you know, that makes sense that I would f- go into a new promotion with open eyes, interested to see what was happening. But yeah. if you, if you're not me, like if you don't watch, and you're but you're my age and you have all you know that sort of thing you're not like an easy target (laughs) you have a lot of other things you're doing you have a lot of other shows you're probably watching uh shows that are frankly more popular uh get far more attention uh so i think that wwe had the right plan trying to be a family show in a lot of ways. I think they're going to let up a little bit on the corny jokes and make it a little bit more serious. They've seemed to be doing that so far. And I think that's a good, a good thing. Family doesn't need to be, you know, lowbrow comedy. It could right. just be, it can be entertaining without being like potty joke, funny, um, even for kids. But I think that that's what triple H is doing. He's looking for new fans new stars he's not trying to get the old magic back of the attitude era you know what i mean he's not he's not doing any of that and i think that that's probably going to help in the long term more than anything yeah like i said enjoy what you have and people like the product and as i get older and i try to cat dennings likes the product Oh, does she? I did not know yeah. that. <laughs> she tweets about it now. Since SummerSlam, th- she watched SummerSlam for the first time, and oh. now she tweets about it on Mondays. <laughs> well, here we go. I mean, this is an example of Kat Dennings, the actress. Pretty well, has a good following, you know. I mean, what do you think she, what do you think WWE did to impress her? And I mean, reckon she's a celebrity, but she's still just a human looking for a new hobby. What do you think was the reason why you got somebody like her and other people into it and just happen to come across it, whether they have it on Peacock or their marketing is working and they're actually going out of their way to get Peacock or watching it on the other networks? I mean, what what is these small steps they're doing to get a Cat Dennings, and then you know, next could be Kim Kardashian or Pete Davidson? I don't know, but I'm just saying uh, you could get more people into your product. What do you think made it work? I should I am asking. 
I mean, like I said, all we can, all we can look at are the tweets, and all she said was, "Oh my god, I think I like wrestling." Hashtag SummerSlam. So it, that apparently was the first time she had watched, or at least in a long time. Uh, again, I don't know if I believe this, but I'm going to say it anyway. You can't discount the thought process that SummerSlam happened to be, you know, have a a fairly prominent celebrity. Two, if you count Pat McAfee on the card, uh, I don't know if they're friends or if they're connected in any way, mm-hmm. but it, it, I, you can't necessarily discount the idea that someone from Hollywood was on the card. And so folks from Hollywood were tuning in to see how that would go. So uh, get more famous people into random matches. No, uh, I didn't say that. Um, I, you just asked why Kat Dennings may have watched it, or she may have just watched because it was on Peacock. Um, but I do think that there is something to be said about the celebrity, the celebrity bit. So I'm talking about Logan Paul. Um, and so Logan Paul, who is now signed a contract with WWE, does that happen since the last time we talked to like mm-hmm. an actual, an actual legitimate contract? He might even have a match in the UK. Who knows? Um, if you can get celebrities like that, who are that committed, then yes. And I know we love bad bunny. Both of us collectively love bad bunny. Uh, you more so than me after the Royal Rumble. Um, you don't yeah, want to do so. too much. You don't want to do too much of that, where it's literally just a one-off, maybe two. Uh, but a little bit of that is fine. Again, Giant Oxville, another example. That was great. He was it's in two matches. It's better than uh, Kevin Federline when we were yeah. younger. Yeah. Or, or more importantly, it's better than like uh, the guest host era of Raw. They're like, mm-hmm. we'll just have celebrities show up and plug whatever they're in. Uh, that's not what this needs to be. You don't need to help. You don't need to be a platform for people to promote. I don't believe that Logan Paul or Bad Bunny were promoting anything when they did their matches. I don't believe Johnny. I mean, yes, he was promoting his movie technically, but I don't believe Johnny Knoxville did the wrestling thing to promote Jackass so much mm-hmm. as he was promoting Jackass and said, hey, wouldn't this be fun? Uh, people so, will like, come. People wouldn't know about that movie already they don't need extra promotion right. in that sense. exactly he so he didn't do it because he wanted people to watch his show or watch his whatever or listen to you know, bad bunny didn't do it to get people to listen to the music you know it was yeah. just he did it because he wanted to so you get celebrities like that i'm all in um and again that might be part of the reason why other celebrities are watching but honestly i think it was probably just random and she happened to watch a very good show SummerSlam was was incredible, uh, especially given you know what the product had been putting out right before SummerSlam, which was less than incredible. Um, but they managed to take a, a WrestleMania rematch and turn it into a big deal. Uh, and they had a lot of other really good moments on the show. The only, again, the only real bad match, quote unquote, was the tag team championship match, and that wasn't even bad. It just wasn't as good as the last one we had saw. Um, it had from its the moments. Team. Yeah, exactly. Again, it wasn't bad. It just it almost it was almost an expectations thing because it was the best thing on the money in the bank card that when they ran it back on a night with a lot of really good stuff, like, Oh my God, these guys are going to kill it. And they didn't, they just, they had a good match. And so it was like an expectations game more than anything. Um, and if that's your worst match, just, you know, one that was good, but fell below expectations, you're in a good spot, you know? And this shows, and we've talked about this before, if they want, WWE will put on a good show for you in the sense that they can put all the effort they need to, to make it work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And they, the the sad part is they could have been doing this the whole time. Um, 
I think the last thing that they need to fix, and you're not going to like this, but that's okay. They got to get the belts off Roman Reigns. Um, no offense, obviously he's the biggest star that they have at the moment. You know, that's well, I don't even want to say that because how can you sit there and say he's the biggest star, you know, star on the main roster? I mean, Brock Lesnar's definitely gotten more name recognition. He's just as active as Roman Reigns is. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like before, yes, when he wrestled every week, when he was on every, or rather when he was on every show, then absolutely. He was the biggest star that was always around and it wasn't even close. But if he's not going to be around all the time, I mean, again, he's not bigger than, than Brock. He's not bigger than Goldberg in terms of casual fans knowing him. So he's, you know, he's a big star, but if he's not around, he doesn't help. Um, again, he's good for a big match. If he wants to go away and then come back to fight The Rock, again, huge match. Absolutely do it. But you need the titles, at least one of them, to be on television. Uh, and I guess actually USA Network and NBC are, are saying as much. And they've even suggested an interim champion for Monday Night Raw. Um, so I think really? I'm going You'll have to see what happens. Uh, it looks like they're trying to just make the United States Championship a big deal, uh, which might which, which might be enough. You know what I mean? I mean, Bobby Lashley is, is awesome. The fans really like Bobby. Um, and again, they gave him some, some pretty good matches recently between um, Ciampa and uh, even Theory had a decent match, uh, set of matches with um, Bobby Lashley. So maybe that'll be enough. And they'll say, fine, the United States Championship works. We just want a title on the show. But yeah, there's even, even the networks are apparently, according to like everybody on social asking for a world title solution that isn't Roman Reigns shows up every four weeks. So that's the last thing they got to fix. And once they fix that and maybe they'll fix it at clash, probably not, but maybe, um, then, then they will be in a really good spot. Yeah. I can't say I disagree and, um, I won't be exactly lose sleep over it. Got to do what's right for the product. And well, I know Roman's your. I know Roman's your guy, and I know Roman Rock is your is your dream match. So, <laughs> yeah, right. I can just retire from wrestle watching, which I read that that <laughs> is the uh, plan at the moment. Reckon WrestleMania <laughs> is a solid eight months away. Do you actually believe that a Rock and Roman? Uh, do I believe match? it's the plan? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's the plan. Hundred percent agree it's the plan. I don't know if the Rock knows it's the plan. Um, do you feel the, or the rock, the rock is, could change his mind? I'm looking at this. The rock literally turned 50 years old, but is he, you know, 50 years old or is he like, do you feel because of these, of the most intense training he does, he's like maybe a solid four can wrestle like a 40 year old. That's another I thing you wonder. The rock can wrestle like the rock still. Um, I think most of his like charm as a wrestler was just his like it was his charisma like you know what i mean i don't think anyone was like the rock is one of the technical geniuses of professional wrestling he was a good wrestler but he was an insanely charismatic wrestler i mean steve austin actually steve austin i think is a better wrestler than the rock that's my personal mm-hmm. opinion in terms of the technical stuff but even he, he and his height wasn't doing like crazy technical moves he was just super charismatic you know what i mean so I think The Rock can do that easily. Uh, I think actually at this point, because of the crazy health and fitness and all that stuff, like you said, I think he can do it better than Steve Austin, who just put on a very entertaining match with Kevin Owens. Uh, so 
I think the Rock the can absolutely have a Rock match. Uh, the same way Steve Austin kind of sort of had just a Steve Austin match with Kevin Owens. Uh, it, it was it didn't feel that different. Obviously, he was a little bit slower, but not, you know, he was just brawling around, hit the stunner, won the match. Uh, the Rock can absolutely hit a people's elbow with all the theatrics. I think The Rock can absolutely still do all of the other like greatest hits. Um, I think he'll probably still be able to sell just, just as well as he used to. Maybe not quite as well, but close. So, yeah, if he wants to, I think he could come back and have a good match that won't tarnish his legacy. You know, we're not looking at like a Shawn Michaels in Saudi Arabia kind of. Although I shouldn't say that because Shawn actually tried to carry that match, which, you know, Hmm. because everybody else got hurt. So he had to his first match back had to carry it. Um, But I would say that he'll be fine if he wants to come back. It's just a matter of if he wants to. I mean, last time they last time they promoted The Rock heavily, he didn't show up. So, you know, (laughs) I'm not necessarily convinced he is coming back, but I think that's their plan. (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? But again, that's not for a while now, but we could focus on the now. And as you mentioned, the next um, the next premium live event, as they call or actually. I think it's officially just called a professional wrestling, a professional wrestling live event. Some more of yeah, the semantic so. Mr. Uh, Mr. Levesky change, AKA Triple yeah, H. I mean, I would say that that's a good, that's a decent one to change. Pay-per-view didn't make sense because they don't run it on pay-per-view anymore. So yeah. Right. So they <laughs> had to change that as we're recording this. There's only three matches so far. We have Bianca Belair, Alexa bliss and a Zook and Azaka. Uh, Asuka, yeah. Asuka. Asuka, never gonna get that right. Uh, we have Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. Is that those? And Io, it was Dakota Kai. Io, Io Sky, yeah. Io Sky. Uh, yeah, Dakota Kai got fired. Io Sky was has been on NXT this entire time. Obviously, Bailey was hurt. Um, yeah. and they're all back now. And Dakota Sky is an example, or Dakota Kai is an example of um somebody left maybe bad turns with Vince, and then. Triple H comes in to save the day and gives you another yeah. chance. Absolutely. Dakota is a very good wrestler. Um, and I don't really know. I mean, we'll never know why all these folks, a lot of these folks got fired. Um, but they did. And Triple H was obviously a big fan of Dakota um, in NXT, booked her very well. And so it makes perfect sense that as long as she was, you know, available and she was, she had not signed with anyone else yet. To, to call her back in and i actually i mean i feel bad for a select number of aew stars mm-hmm. if anyone if any wrestling fans listen to this you might actually get a response when they hear this um because you know aew is very very protective of their guys but andrade miro aka rusev um keith lee Mm-hmm. All would have been better off in Triple H's WWE than in AEW. All, all three of those names, and I say that with full confidence. There's other people who probably would have too, and there's people who wouldn't. John Moxley, I mean, he's a big star. He was going to be a big star regardless. I think yes, he would be used better with Triple H in charge, but he's also the AEW champion twice now, so I think he's been used fine. Uh, I mean, Cesaro, another name you can argue in AEW. Maybe he would have been used better, but he's Ring of Honor champion, so he's not being used badly. But, you know, Andrade specifically, Miro, and Keith Lee, all three of them would be in much better positions. My next guest you with Triple like, You think it's not too – you think it maybe someday you will see these three wrestlers you mentioned 
so Keith back Lee's in the pretty world new. wrestling entertainment world. Yeah, he's pretty new to AEW still, you know, relatively speaking. So unfortunately for him, I think this is where he's going to be at for a little while, um, assuming he signed a long contract. Miro and Andrade, they've been around a little longer. Maybe their contract's coming up. Um, I think Andrade would go back in a second, given that his his new wife still works there. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think uh, Miro, who, who is Rusev um, in WWE, would have to probably just see the offers and make a decision based on that. I think, but I do think that whenever Andrade's contract is up, and I don't know when that is, um, I don't, I don't do the news. Sorry, I do an entertainment stuff. Um, Whenever that is, I think he's leaving, um, and I think he should go back to WWE. I think he will go back to WWE uh, now that Triple H is in charge. Triple H made him a, a massive star in NXT, uh, one of the best NXT champions that they've wow. had. So he'll get a pretty. I think he'll get a pretty good spot in one of the rosters um, if he comes back. Man, Triple H really can bring a lot of joy, as if he's Santa Claus or something, to people who really. To some of these him. wrestlers, yeah. To some of these wrestlers, he is Santa Claus. You know, you mm-hmm. look at. The, the people who got their jobs back, uh, Ciampa went from the Miz's friend to United States championship contender. Um, <laughs> you know, the, he is Santa Claus, depending, you know, the beard is a little bit, you know, the beard's a little bit uh, thinner and definitely doesn't have the uh, the cookie bod. Uh, <laughs> Triple H is still in great shape, even though he hasn't wrestled in a while. But um, yeah, he's definitely like a, a gruff New England Santa Claus with a sledgehammer just sitting next to his desk. I wonder if he keeps the sledgehammer next to him just to remind people. Put it in his corporate office. <laughs> yeah. They'll, they'll take the dinosaur, uh, the dinosaur head off the wall and put the, uh, put the sledgehammer in like a case. Man, things are really changing, huh? Things are really changing. And I guess, um, you know, just waiting to see the rest of the card get booked throughout the month. Um, yeah. Are you excited for Liv Morgan and Shayna Baszler? I mean, yeah, I like Shayna Baszler. And I mean, Liv Morgan, I I like both of them. I feel bad for Liv Morgan. She kind of got a weird fluke victory over Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam. And it's kind of hurt her a little bit. But I think think what they're going to do, they're going to tell the story they probably should have told at SummerSlam. But with Shayna, um, it won't yeah. have the exact. It won't have the same impact because, unfortunately, <laughs> it's it's Ronda's sparring partner and not Ronda herself. Um, but I think they're going to have Shayna be like, "You tapped out. I'm going to make you tap out again. Take your title." And they're going to have Liv Morgan finally not tapping out <laughs> and and winning the match fair and square against Shayna to try and build her back up to where she was because she was. I mean, she was massively over when she won the the title at money in the bank i mean one of the biggest stars in the company in overnight like it was crazy how much people were into her winning that match uh more than i even expected but yeah it's uh did people just want to see a change I, maybe it? Some of it was that. I think so yeah she put in a lot of work she's definitely a good wrestler i mean she isn't necessarily you know a horsewoman or an Asuka good, but uh, she's still a good wrestler and people were definitely into it because she had earned it. She had worked for it, but I just feel again, that, that one match at SummerSlam, it was one, again, one of the weaker SummerSlam matches mm-hmm. and the, the ending where she tapped out at the end, 
and then she got the pinfall somehow and the ref didn't see it and then they tried to pretend it was very confusing i don't know what happened but it didn't help her at all and so i think they're going to try and run it back even though they can't get ronda um with the next best thing which is you know another mma fighter who's uh, a professional wrestler and see if they can't kind of keep the keep the crowd's interest a little bit um and then like i said the other three women i don't really know what's going on there <laughs> uh, I, I just don't but uh, it'll be a good match for sure i just don't yeah. i mean they set it up on raw so maybe we'll get some more some more justification for it but you'd think you'd want the raw women's championship defended as well in the uk but maybe not and none of these people are british in any sense right <laughs> just to make sure well, see Dakota if- Kai's from well, she's from New Zealand. She's from so. from New Zealand, yeah. No, no, none of them are British. But I mean, most of the roster is not from the UK. But we have this, probably the biggest wrestling match in the UK of all time. Um, we have Roman Reigns defending uh, yeah. his undisputed Universal Championship against the Scottish Warrior and Drew McIntyre, and this. Could have main evented WrestleMania, but it's main eventing Clash, Clash. at the castle. <laughs> and I really think Drew McIntyre, it seems he has an opportunity to bring the UK together since Jubilee. This would be the biggest win since England won the World Cup in the 60s. <laughs> this could be British Premier League big. He's has not one country, but three <laughs> countries all behind him. Ryan, is this uh, going to be the, the big true. moment? Is this going to be the big moment for Drew McIntyre to change no. the world for a big booking decision that Triple H might ha- might uh, um, cause even for one of the titles? Do you think Drew can truly win this for his nation of the United Kingdom? I mean, I think even the Queen is going to come. Apparently. I don't know that, but I don't know. Um, Probably not. I, th- I hear she's not not doing so well. I hear she's Aww. sick. But um, I will say this. I I saw a tweet today that was interesting. One of like the they do like those random images and they share them. And so Bleacher Report or someone shared or uh, BT Sports in WWE's joint venture they have together shared. Okay. Usually they share. Usually they share Roman Reigns championship reign. How long it's been going on for today? It was not that. Instead, it was 978 days since Roman Reigns was last pinned. That was specifically what they posted. If you put on your tinfoil hat as a wrestling fan, you'll notice that they stopped talking about how long he was champion for and start talking about how he hasn't been pinned. If they're going to turn Drew versus Roman into a triple threat match with Karrion Cross, Roman can lose (laughs) the titles. Or a title and still not be pinned. Oh, that's so a de- ex machina way of doing it. It is. And I hope they don't do that because I don't think the match should have Karrion Cross in it. I mean, yes, his debut is a massive deal. He's probably the number two uh, heel in WWE right now mm-hmm. behind Roman Reigns, genuinely speaking. I can't think of another bad guy. Seth Rollins, I guess. Seth Rollins. So and maybe number three. Why this but, match means so much more to Drew. He can take right. both of these in front of the country. I mean, ITV, no, I, I the BBC is going to be having <laughs> 10 different – they're going to have 10 different trucks ready for this. If this Kerry is Ali Frazier of wrestling in the U.K., 
if Karrion Cross is added to this match, Karrion Cross is winning this match. Uh, they're not adding him just to have Roman still win. If they were going to have Drew win, it's a much bigger deal to have Drew beat Roman than to be Karrion <laughs> Cross. The only reason they would do this is if they want to get the titles off Roman, but they want to keep a bad guy as the champion, and they're thinking it's Karrion Cross. However, I think that would be a mistake. I think the UK fans would dislike that um, in oh. a similar way. In a similar way to when Becky and Ronda became a triple threat at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It's not the match people want. Uh, especially in the UK, they want Drew and Roman one-on-one for all the titles. I do, however, think that they need to. They're doing this with Riddle right now, so Riddle is not actually hurt. I know they've been doing injury updates on Riddle. Uh, he, he has <laughs> no injury. injury. <laughs> yes, they wrote him off TV for a little while, and I think that was good. Um, he's going to be back like, for class. Did you like the Seth and him random fight in the, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. random fight and, so and they so can that, at least get their SummerSlam up- paychecks? Yeah, and that's setting up Clash for the actual match when he gets cleared to compete. Or maybe he won't get cleared to compete and they'll do like an unsanctioned match or something. But they for will his, fight. They'll fight. best friend Randy. Correct. And for Randy Randy Orton on a, a ladder. Or what is it? Uh, uh, who's Randy Orton's real friend ladder match or something. Um, <laughs> but I think it would be smart of WWE to book the match as – they would if Karrion Cross had not been re-signed. Roman will win the match after a hard, you know, a hard fight, and then I think Karrion Cross lays both of them out, and they write Roman off TV with an injury. This means Roman was not pinned. He did not lose the title. They can split the titles. Uh, you know, Triple H can come out and say we're going to have a tournament on Raw and on SmackDown. And the winners of those two tournaments will be awarded the Universal and the WWE Championship, respectively, whichever side you want it on. Give one of them, of course, to Karrion Cross. That would just make sense. Give the other one to who really cares. Uh, I don't know, Seth Rollins. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Drew McIntyre could take the other one if you really wanted to. Uh, although that For would be kind of weird. Well, that would be weird to have him win it right after the match in the UK. That's why I didn't suggest Drew, but yeah. it could be Drew. Um, I think that that would be the way to go if they're seriously trying to get the title or just give it to Drew all the way. I don't think they'll do that. Um, but that could that could fix the problem if both brands are like, we need a world champion. And they say, well, what if we give you Drew, but he'll be on both shows every week? I mean, that's technically solves the problem. The issue is that the current champion isn't on show, both shows each week. He's on no shows most weeks. So no matter what, they have to get the titles off Roman. I think the worst option is a triple threat because it means that either Drew has to lose in the UK in a triple threat match nobody wanted or carrying oh, cross or carrying cross has to lose his first match back after being made this big deal. Uh, I think Drew losing just to Roman one-on-one is a better story and will be a little bit more palatable to fans. <laughs> um, so I, that's why I think it should happen. I don't know what they'll do actually. I mean, I think the smart money is Roman Reigns wins, nothing happens, and they just stay that way forever. But that's probably what they'll do. Um, but maybe not. Like I, said, I just want to see that, him get to the thousand days. I just want to. I think that'd just be a cool number to have. But again, I you have to do us by by the company. But I think he can almost. You can almost make that work if he gets injured and they separate the titles or whatever. Especially if they separate the titles, so it's back to WWE Universal. He can just keep tweeting. 
how many days he's been the undisputed WWE <laughs> Universal Champion. Very because he shit. is. No, no one else will have been WWE Universal Champion. It's just him. Uh, undisputed, sorry, Universal Champion. And then when he comes back, he can go back into Thanos mode. He could be like, I'm going to collect one, and then I'm going to take the other. Right. Um, and that could be, honestly, you talk about money feuds. Roman Reigns coming back and winning one of those titles, probably Universal, and then showing up to challenge the hopefully WWE champion Cody Rhodes and be like, I haven't lost yet, and you're holding something that belongs to me, so give it back. And then that's the feud, be it for Rumble, SummerSlam, Mania, whatever. That would be an awesome, awesome story, especially if it's like Cody's first, like first real feud. Yes, yeah. to try and keep the title away from Roman before he just disappears again. Uh, you know, what I mean, he'll be doing it for WWE, trying to keep the championship on TV, as opposed to you know they'll say in Hollywood. I don't know what Roman has done in Hollywood, but that's what they'll say. <laughs> um, I think that that would be an excellent story. Uh, so I think I again. Personally, I think my idea is great, uh, but I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll probably just have Roman win, and then The Rock will come back eventually, and then that's what they'll do. Hashtag Ryan Page for creative. Yeah, um, <laughs> so pretty much head good stuff. <laughs> what was that? Head of creative. I'll be next in line. I'll be the Bruce Pritchard. Hey, we all start somewhere, so I think we pretty much – Marked everything off the WWE. Is there anything we missed? Whether it's AEW, that's I'll eventually keep my word and start paying attention to more seriously. <laughs> but I, I've just been so busy. But what's going on in their world um, that we haven't mentioned already? Besides wrestlers who would be better off not there. <laughs> uh, well, there's also a ton of wrestlers who are doing really well there. Um, um, and we saw I that would- Adam Page make kids cry. Not Adam Page. Uh, Adam Cole, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yes, yeah, so the Undisputed Era is an NXT kind of – was an NXT mainstay, and they're now at the top of the AEW card feuding with the Young Bucks and probably Adam Page, so that won't get confusing. Um, John Moxley is champion again. Uh, Daniel Bryan, I think, just returned uh, from his injury. They had a big show, but not as big as they thought it was going to be. Just give me one second, right? I just have to take this call. Just one quick break. Sorry to interrupt, Ryan. I just uh, worked late, so I'm just that was my uh, Uber Eats delivering my food. They can't reach me, but we're still good. We're still good. What you were saying, though, Ryan, we have the return of Daniel Bryan. We have some new up and coming stars. Um, Regardless, do we like the direction AEW is going? Well, yeah, I think AEW has done uh, a fantastic job on producing really good in-ring wrestling, um, which, again, has has an audience. Uh, I was actually I was just saying that they did a show with New Japan that didn't do as well as they had hoped in a lot of ways. But Mm -hmm. also, again, it produced some very cool matchups for some stars. I mean, I know personally um, this is going to. I'm going to shoot credibility right now, but uh, Zack Sabre Jr., a uh, New Japan wrestler who I'd only really heard the name, had not seen him do anything. I, I saw that match with um, formerly Cesaro, currently Claudio Castignoli. I'm going to call him Cesaro. Um, really good match. Yeah, Cesaro's debut. So, it, again, there's there's a lot of cool stuff happening there. It's, it's not not my cup of tea most of the time. Uh, I think that the stories are a bit rudimentary in a lot of ways. You know, 
they're, they're old school wrestling, which mm-hmm. again works for a very long time. So this is not me saying they're doing something badly. They're not. They're doing something I think safe. Uh, and I think honestly NXT I had a very similar problem with uh, at certain points throughout that brand's kind of history. Um, it could go too far the other way, as it has in NXT 2.0 a lot of times. <laughs> a little too complicated. Um, so there is a happy medium. Although, as you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Fiend fan. I've said that before. Uh, so if, if, if the options are too complicated or too simple, I always end up making things too complicated in wrestling. But um, mm-hmm. I would say the in-ring, again, a lot of good stuff. It's cool that they're doing a lot of work with Japanese wrestlers. I know people like – for guys like me, I would never have seen these wrestlers in New Japan really other than clips so to get to see them on tv in america with wrestlers that i'm familiar with um is definitely good and i think again i think the competition especially now that i feel like it's a real competition uh Mm -hmm. because i think i think triple h is a little bit more like tony khan than uh than his father-in-law was i think triple h is a little bit more into the in-ring performing and the in-ring wrestling as opposed to just you know funny backstage segments and ad reads and so that's going to be i think the big part of this competition between the two brands it's going to be aw which has been phenomenal in the ring from the start and then triple h using their considerable star power along with an in uh, increased focus on the in-ring performing to really kind of close that gap and make it a little bit more difficult for AEW to forget some of its bigger stars or to kind of just tell rudimentary stories to get to the next big match that they want to promote. Uh, so I think it's going to be better for both companies in the long run with uh, Triple H in charge uh, of WWE. I think they're going to be a little bit closer together in terms of the product, which can only make both products better. And that will be a benefit for the rest of us, the fans, as, as I yeah. mention all the time and probably one of my main talking points with wrestling, how do we make it relevant? And right. from everything you're saying, it has all the makings of to be relevant, despite being, I mean, you know, Legion Port covers ESPN now. There's some cool stuff. Barstool. I really think Barstool, they have the wrestling podcast. Well, they do a lot with AEW. Really? I'm going to pay attention to that. Well, there you go. Even though um, the CEO of Barstool, isn't she on the board for WWE? She she is, yes. (laughs) Well, I mean, anyways, as you said, it seems that AEW and WWE, they're not exactly competing like WCW was. So, I mean, it's a a benefit for everybody there. So, um, regardless, though, Ryan, I think, I have put, whether it's my brothers, my roommate, or random friends, they will watch this wrestling match. People are interested. They'll sit down and watch it and enjoy it. So why can't we get more people into that? We need more tractors, I think, is the moral of the story. (laughs) That was so so cool, man. The uh, last man standing. But regardless, Ryan, excellent job as always. Can you tell us where we can find the rest of your work if you want more wrestling coverage from mr page sure so again not coverage i don't do the news i just do some entertaining things Mm -hmm. but if you want to see some fun little lists and thoughts on professional wrestling uh you can go to my usual twitter at rpp95 that's actually me that is not the tweet cap uh i do sometimes i do sometimes like and retweet using the tweet cap um so 
at TT at T tweetcap if you'd like, but um, yeah, all my sportster stuff is uh, on at RPP nine five. Also, you could just check out my name, Ryan page on the Sportster website and also just check out the Sportster website. They do news as well. Uh, it's not just the lists and things that I work on. That's just what I do. Um, there's a lot of folks over there who do a lot of other stuff. So I would say definitely look at it. Um, if you're just interested in wrestling news as well. I, I mean, there's a ton of good wrestling news, so I'm not going to tell everybody where to get all their news from, but I figure I might as well while I'm on, while I'm on a podcast, plug the one that uh, I use. And it's some great stuff. I've read it. I'm a big fan as always. And I'm not just saying that you will really like what Ryan has to say regarding wrestling. All right, Ryan, thank you so much for the coverage and the time, or I should say the uh, experience of the time. And um, I'll see you really soon. And after, and hear this crazy idea, crazy idea. Once he's done in the NFL, just put Aaron Rodgers in WWE just to make us laugh. I mean, maybe as a manager, maybe (laughs) as a commentator. Hey, Pat McAfee made the jump from football to commentary pretty well. I don't know if I see Aaron Rodgers doing his discount double check championship signal in a ring anytime soon. I don't know if that makes sense to me. But yeah, I say this is just a side joke. One of my favorite people to talk about with Brian is Aaron Rodgers. And we'll be like starting Aaron Rodgers season <laughs> this year. Yeah, NFL. I like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. It makes, and, me, it um, makes me laugh. Do you think um, more wrestlers should try ayahuasca? It's not part um, of the banned substance list. And it win, and it won Aaron Rodgers an MVP. I think and that's being, what he said. I think being high in a match is a bad idea. <laughs> However... I would also think that being high while playing football is an equally bad idea. And he seems to think it's not. So one of us is wrong. (laughs) That's all I can say. One of us is wrong. Well, between that and what I'm excited for wrestling is the Logan Paul tag team match, uh, tag team champion soon. Oh, the Pauls. Um, Yeah. So just so much stuff, fantasy and uh, reality when it comes to wrestling clearly, but Regardless, thanks again, Ryan, for the time, and we'll see you really soon. All right. See you, Matt. Bye-bye. Great job, Ryan. Bravo. Always good. I always learn something when I speak to Ryan, and uh, this was really good. I enjoyed that, and thank you very much for giving us an update. And... uh, you know, we'll definitely bring you on again very, very soon. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at ProdComoPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. We are back next week for a huge, another monumental phenomenal, incredible, and outright significant episode of this podcast. We have somebody known throughout the Yankee universe and the Yankee world, and he's really about to make a big name for himself in the world of content creation, especially the way he interacts with Yankee fans. We have Jake Kozak, who is the creator and founder of 
of the Bronx Zoo where he goes out and makes these TikToks and Instagram reels talking with Yankee fans and talking about the environment and talking about Yankee fandom and what makes the Yankees so great. And he travels with the team. We've seen him go to Boston games, Subway Series games, all in out cool dude. He just shows up on my news feed one day for Instagram, and I just had to find a way to get him to come on the show. And he was gracious enough to record with me on Thursday, and we're going to release that to you all on this Tuesday. You do not want to miss it, especially before he becomes a big deal in the world of content creation. Jay Kozak on the show this Tuesday. You do not want to miss it. But besides that, have a wonderful weekend. Be sure to keep doing the right thing. Stay cool out there. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family. The Productive Nation is king, and I love each and every single one of you. We're going to see you this Tuesday. Have a great weekend until then. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. And I just want to say bless up, my friends, and I'll see you soon. Peace.